0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: What you need to know here. We are at Yamaha Casino and Resort and Spa. What do you got for us, Lindsay, And what you need to know?
2: All right, guys, so the strongest tornado to impact the Los Angeles metro area in 40 years touched down at 11.14 a.m. for two to three minutes, according to the National Weather Service. Wow. Its peak winds topped 100 miles per hour and injured at least one person. Nearby Santa Barbara County saw a smaller tornado the same day with peak winds of about 75 miles an hour. And 17 buildings in the town were damaged by the tornado. So I just wanted to share that with you guys because when they give you these these tornado warnings out here, everyone's like, oh, it's California. And tornado's no big deal.
1: You Occasionally probably,
3: it can be a yeah, big deal. Y- you but probably wait,
2: should pay attention to it. Where them. was this first one? Uh, the first one was in because
3: I mean I heard about this earlier today I Montebello.
2: Like, oh really? Yeah.
1: Right. which where we were at for the Mandy.
2: That's yeah, right. I hope
3: the golf course is okay. Yeah. Wow. And Montebello, huh? Yep. A tornado. And what kind of damage was done by this? this?
2: Well, that one it said uh, peak winds topped 100 miles an hour. One yeah. person was injured. Five were taken to the hospital. Wow. Wow. But they're okay. They're okay. The Glad other they're okay. Yeah. Um. And there were 17 buildings Listen, in the town damaged. The weather's
1: been insane. Like yeah. remember we were we were talking about those poor people here up in the San Bernardino yeah, Mountains, right. not too far from where we're at right yep. now here at Yamaha, um, you know, some people were stuck up there, particularly some elderly folks were stuck up there for over a week. Like, it's nuts, the weather right now.
3: Anybody got any video of this tornado in Montebello? Why? Are you going to say you don't believe it? It's not that I don't believe it. It's <laughs> just that I'd like to see it. Don't you want to see it? I'll send I mean, it people to you, who are like, Oh, you see, the people storm chase. Now, I don't know if people storm chase for tornadoes in Southern California because, let's face it, when was the last time you heard
0: about one?
1: Well, in a minute. For four, sure. here's a, years here's, ago, at least. So here's a video from the LA Times.
3: Okay, oh, wow. You
0: got it. Yeah. Did you see the one in, uh, not a tornado, but the wind in San Francisco where they flew a couch over? No that way. That was crazy. Yeah, from a high rise. I'll send you that one. Kinda that one like was crazy. like the movie Twister. I was like, Damn. what? Almost hit a dude, too. Wow.
3: I mean, people in Oklahoma are like, yeah, it's not exactly a tornado, but it's, it kind of looked like a tornado.
1: No, it is. It's a tornado. I mean, I mean, yeah, by definition. There you go. There it is. Look how big that thing is. Damn!
3: Don't downgrade it. Good videos. Oh, don't. Down, it's ours. It's our tornado. Don't downgrade that thing. Don't hate
1: it. No, but that is monstrous. That's a huge tornado.
3: We are
0: not well, used to things like that. That's here. a much
1: better video because you see how the the magnitude of what it is. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Tornadoes are terrifying. Cray, cray. Yeah. All right. That is what you need to know. Hopefully, everyone's okay. Brought to you by. All our friends listening right now.
3: Really? All of them? Every person Every listening single right now? Brought to you by me.
1: Brought to you by Lindsay Baseball. Uh, all right. So Darren Collison going to join us, what, 30, 20 minutes?
2: Yep, about 630. Okay.
1: Ish. So what we're going to do is in the next segment, we're going to play Big Deer No Deal. So that way we uh, we can talk to Darren. And then that way we've got enough time for dealer's choice at the end of the show. But while we're here, how do you feel about the Lakers now? After last night's game.
3: Well, I mean, look—you didn't have DeAndre Ayton last night, right? You didn't have Kevin Durant, right? And you know, late in that game, Devin Booker became unglued. Yeah, you know, um, I feel very good that the Lakers can do what I said yesterday, which was go eight and two in their last ten games. Which, if they do that, based on who they're playing and who's in front of them, and most of these games are all Western Conference is games, insane, dude. Of course, it's insane. But if you're gonna do anything, if you're going to make a run to the postseason, yeah. and then you're gonna take advantage of a very weak remember, Brian Winhorse, don't con- don't confuse competitive with strength. With tre- they're not they're competitive, but they're not good. Yeah. So if the Western Conference is this week, what you do is you go on a run late in the season, right. you go in playing your best ball, right. and then all of a sudden you're the sixth seed rather than the ten seed.
1: Well, they need to be the sixth seed. If they can be the succeed, then everything is like, everyone can relax a little bit, you know?
3: I think that what we're seeing right now with Austin Reeves is what happens when a guy just plays ball. You know, Austin Reeves has this reputation as being a kid who doesn't do anything else other than really play basketball, work out, drink a ton of water, and like in his rec time, play golf. Like that's his life. Right. I mean, listen, I don't know if everybody knows Austin Reeves. I'm not suggesting to you that we're BFFs, okay? But we're pretty tight. But but that's the dude's deal. Drink water, work out, play basketball, and play golf whenever I can. But the
1: reality is they're going to go as far as AD and LeBron takes them. No disrespect to Austin Reeves. And if Anthony Davis plays like he played in the second half, then they'll be fine. Yeah, but... They're going to be in good shape.
3: But let me tell you something. This whole storyline about LeBron... And about, you know, whether or not he was being reevaluated today and then LeBron seeming to, like, take offense that Woj or Shams or any of these guys reported this stuff. Yeah. Even yourself who reported it last night after the coach told you. Right. For LeBron to be so upset about that kind of stuff, like, I mean, to even go on Twitter and respond to it, I'll tell you right now, man, I don't see it.
1: You don't see what? I
3: don't see LeBron making it back for the regular season
1: you and think if he comes back, it'll be for the playoffs, and just see what happens?
3: You said that they'll go as far as LeBron can take them. I don't know if LeBron's going to take well, them
1: anywhere. Well, I, I, I don't think that. I don't listen. Brian Windhorst said this the other day too when we had when we played the audio. This is not a three-week injury. It's not a five-week injury. But he's going to turn every stone to try to play.
3: Well, listen. I can appreciate the warrior mentality. But I think what Jay doesn't Williams... doesn't sound like
1: you're very appreciative to be honest with you. Well,
3: I mean, listen, I, I understand wanting to get back and wanting I mean, to play for you, your teammates. I mean,
1: you, you, you did that last year when the uh, softball hit your shin. And That's right. You, you pitched through it. Blew up. Yeah.
3: But my team needed me. Yeah. So I was there for it. And yeah, I was 60%. <laughs> and yeah, I gave up the game winning home run. Right. But it's because I was hurt.
1: So are you going to rip LeBron if he comes back and he's not 100%?
3: No, not at all. I'm going to applaud him for doing that because right. you're putting your body on the line. Mm-hmm. What Jay Williams was saying, and I know Jay Williams is being ridiculed everywhere. What Jay Williams was saying is they're getting into a groove now that they could actually be good the way they are. But if LeBron comes back and he's really not a hundred percent,
1: and I can't wait for when Darren Collison comes here, I'm gonna play that audio for him. Can you do and, it? And I want to, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna let him have his interpretation that kay. we can have that discussion because I want to talk to a, a, talk to him about this because he's actually played in the league. Okay, um, so a, did Jay Williams. No, no, I supposed to you or me, I said.
3: Oh, okay, well, that's true. Yeah. I didn't play in the NBA.
1: Yeah. Not that you, you know.
3: I mean, I, I could have. Yeah? <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: if I would have committed all my time right. to being a great shooter and defender,
1: mm-hmm.
3: a guy like me could have been like Steve Kerr. Yeah? Absolutely. You think so? Definitely. John Stockton?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Austin Reeves? I mean, he's a lot bigger than you, Austin How, how tall is Austin Reed? He's like six, I think.
3: Okay. Well, I couldn't have been that. Yeah. But I could have been, I don't know, John Crotty.
1: <laughs> you know who that is? Yeah, I know exactly. Uh, what I don't know it. if
3: I just made that name up or no, not. No,
1: John Crotty was John Stockton's backup for many, many years in Utah.
3: Okay, I could have done that.
1: Yeah. still, He's a broadcaster in the NBA still. I didn't know that. Yeah.
3: Could have been a Freddie Freeman had I put all my time in. Hey, Freddie
1: Freeman also much bigger than you.
3: If I put all my time and energy yeah. into just being a great baseball I player. I seem more
1: like a Wally Backman.
3: Wally Backman? Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. Maybe a Tim Tuffle.
3: Nah, not a Tim Tuffle.
1: Yeah, You're definitely not a Steve Sachs.
3: No, no, no. Not a Steve Sachs. A head case like Steve Sachs, to be sure. Sorry, Steve. Whoa. But, well, I mean, come on. That's, that's a famous story.
1: All right. Coming up next, big deal or no deal? We're going to play that early because Darren Collison's is going to stop by here at Yamava and chat with us around 630. We're back in two minutes here on 710 ESPN.
3: Must be 21-plus plus in in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
1: See app for details. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, you take it away.
2: Thanks, Adano. All right, guys, according to a new poll released by The Game Day, which is a sports entertainment and media company, Dodgers fans ranked as MLB's second most annoying fan base. What? Any guesses as to what number one Oh, is? the
1: Yankees? Or Red Sox, one or the other.
3: Yeah, I mean, Red Sox has got to be up there. I'll say Red Sox or
1: Cubs.
2: It's Yankees. Yankees.
1: Oh, really? Yep. Phillies, where do they rank?
2: Yankees are number one. Dodgers are number two. Cardinals are number three. Oh, Cardinals are kind of annoying only, and I
1: say this with love because... There's, I, I love their organization, but they do this thing where they call it the Cardinal way, kind of like the Patriot yeah. way, and I yeah. can see where that annoys other people.
3: Yes, but them, I mean, just hearing the first two, Yankees and Dodgers, isn't that really just because of their good? their success and their yeah. ability to spend?
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: Sure, but the, the um, Red Sox aren't in the top five. Okay, well, that's interesting. Number that's four. Strange. This is a good one. Guess what number four is? Philly your Padres The
3: Padres I think the Padres have become super annoying. I agree. I mean, and I say that you say with love, I say it with love. I think that that fans around baseball are annoyed that the Padres are doing something that most small market teams have always preached to their fan base, they can't do.
1: Right. So Well, but now they got a billionaire owner who's okay losing money.
3: Right. Well, but you know what? It's interesting because Forbes put out this list today of, of organizations' values. Yeah. The Padres were like 17th. Right. And But their operating expenses were like number two. So right. they are like losing less than everybody else, theoretically. Right. Um, but I think they've become annoying nationally because teams in like Cincinnati and Pittsburgh and Tampa and Kansas City and places like that are like, how are they doing that? They become annoying that they're doing things that – other fan bases are expecting their teams to do and they won't do. Right. Spend money. Yeah.
2: Number five is the Astros, too, by the way, which I totally deserve. that. Oh, that
3: makes sense. They deserve that. I feel like
2: they should be higher up. So, yeah, I was going to ask if this is a big deal or no deal, but I feel like you guys kind of answered that one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think we're good.
2: All right. so Apple is tracking employees to make sure that they're in the office when they're supposed to be. Thank God that you guys are not having the, uh, the same <laughs> tracking put on you. <laughs> they're using badge data to monitor staff attendance and enforce its three-day workweek guideline. Employees who fail to comply may be subject to escalated warnings, which can lead to termination. Of course, back in September, um, Apple employees said that they're required to put in a minimum of three full days per week in the office. Is tracking employees' attendance a big deal or no deal? Cappy, I, I, Sedano, I mean, you go first.
1: I think we're all grown people here. I think that tracking people is kind of ridiculous, personally, but that's just me.
3: Um, I think that if you have a gigantic company like Apple, and you have a requirement that your employees are in three days a week, you want to make sure that they're in three days a week.
1: Are they still as productive, is my question.
3: I thought for the longest time that I would never want to go back to the office because I was happy at home working from home. But I'll tell you guys right now, as much of a pain in the ass as it is to schlep two hours each way for work, I actually love being in the office. I like being around everybody. I like to say hello. I like to high five. I like to hug it out, bring it in, the whole deal. Press the flesh. Right. And I feel like we're, we're better when we're face to face. Now, I, I don't have any that. data to yes. prove that. Yeah. You know?
2: I agree with that part. But, I mean, it depends on the company because my brother works for um, a large national banking company and he said they did all kinds of data on it and they're way more productive working from home yeah and it's also cuts down on office you know overhead expenses having the office and so i guess it all depends on where you are but yeah tracking people i don't think i'd be cool with that
1: yeah i I, the tracking part in general is just not my let me
2: ask you guys
3: a question every time you walk in the door at espn 710 don't you think they know when you're there or not there sure of course. So like, if, if they guys, really
2: wanted to, but I, I, don't, I don't, I don't think, think that anyone's they, keeping right, track of right. the point. Of are the you that, kidding me? Yeah, no, I don't think they are because the fact that Apple is and this isn't like a news story, I feel like that's a big deal. Correct. I think that they would have to tell you that.
3: You know that I don't go they into do the office. To, they have to tell you. I don't go into the office after a Laker game. I go right to my car, even though I might want to go to the office. I don't want anybody saying to me, "What are you doing in the office at eleven o'clock at yeah, night?"
2: Yeah, I don't think they're paying attention and like tracking our, our, you know. Oh, no, I think they are. I don't think they are. I think they have to tell you. Really. I thought they were. Well, speaking of tracking, well, yeah. this has nothing to do with tracking, but anyway. Um, TSA will now officially classify peanut butter as a liquid. The agency says that that means that air passengers won't be allowed to bring large containers of it onto planes. Uh, TSA explained its ruling in a Twitter post on Tuesday, calling it a liquid that has no definite shape and takes a shape dictated by its container. People are outraged over this, okay? I, for one, think it's kind of weird because I used to have my dog's CBD peanut butter that I would bring when we traveled. And now I can't bring that anymore. So, do you think that peanut butter being classified as a liquid is a big deal or no deal?
1: It's not a liquid to me, it's a paste, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's not a liquid. It's not a liquid. No, it, it is a liquid I think cuz it's if not a crunchy. solid. Yeah, but
1: it's But it's like a paste. Yeah, but it's but it's 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 got the same consistency of the stuff I put in my hair.
3: Yeah, that's right, but it does take on the same it does take on the shape of the container. Thus, no, it's you not could a put solid. a glob.
2: You could put a glob of peanut butter on something, and it'll and it's, stick up. Yeah, stick and out, or but it's whatever. It's not a
3: solid, and it's
1: not a gas, and, it, and it's not peanut a, butter's not a liquid. It's kind of
3: liquidy.
2: TSA thinks it is. Yeah. What that's, is it? Why would they ban peanut butter? What is the point of that?
1: That's that's bull bleep.
3: Well, listen. There's a lot of things that in the post nine eleven world, which is twenty two years later, that we're still living in, which is like when you go to the airport, taking off your shoes.
1: Not know. if you have TSFP. Yeah, I don't
2: do that because I got the I pre-check. Yeah,
1: yeah, I do also. too cheap. No, no,
3: I have a pre-check. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah, you
1: paid yeah. for that. Yeah, and, and global entry. Oh, yeah. man. Wow. You get the upgrade. Yeah. Good job, It's Kathy. nice to know that you actually do shell out some cash oh. for some stuff. What, do you have
2: clear, though? I don't have clear. Oh, that's oh, a I game changer. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, that's a clear. game changer. I, don't have clear. I, don't
1: have clear. Yeah, I got a retina scan. Yeah.
2: You don't have to touch anything. You just walk
3: right up, and it's like, boom. When you come back in internationally, and you just put your global entry thing in, and then it does your face, and you just go past the line. Yeah. I got that. Yeah. That's cool.
1: That's good. Whatever that is. Yeah. It's for when you go down with R- R- Rachel Cabos San right. Lucas. When we go to Mexico. Yeah. See. Si. Uh, all right. What's next?
2: All right. Uh, Twitter's previous blue checkmark verification regime will soon be history. So RIP to our legacy Twitter blue checkmarks. Because they announced today, starting April 1st, it's going to remove the legacy verified checkmark status of accounts that Twitter had been verified as notable before Elon Musk took over everyone is now going to have to subscribe to Twitter Blue or be part of the business-focused Twitter verified organization plan if you want a blue check mark. Is that a big deal or no? Is that deal? why I just
1: got this notification about probably. This, this thing What's right it here? Yeah, yeah, they
2: look, just announced it today, so probably. Look,
1: don't lose your blue check. Subscribe to Twitter Blue yes. or a verified organization to keep your blue.
2: Yep, I got that too.
3: Yeah. They're trying to take it away. You know what? They can have it. My daughter is upset with care. me. My, yeah, my daughter is upset with me. She was, Dad, I don't understand. Why are you not verified on Instagram? And I'm like, because I don't care. She goes, well, you should be verified, and I go, well, how the heck would I even do something like that? Yeah. So she tells me how you go into the into the app right. for for Instagram and, and reach you, out to them. For you verification. Apply for you verification. but you don't have to
2: do that because we work for ESPN, and you can reach out to those people and they they'll can just do it for, do it for, you. It for you. I yeah. don't
1: care; it doesn't matter.
3: Well, to we me. can't
2: even get you an email, so who knows how long right. that would take? <laughs> I
1: don't. I don't. It like, would be funny if you got verified on Instagram before you got an email. Though. <laughs> it would
3: be great if I called ESPN and said, "Can you guys get me verified on Instagram?" And they're like, "Yeah, it's, what's your email?" And I tell them, and they're like. Doesn't not ESPN.com like I don't have one of those. Like then you don't really work here.
1: Yeah. You don't. Not a, not a big deal. What for if me. you didn't really work here? Maybe I don't. Yeah.
3: That you would just be a big coming deal. In you. Right. I've just been showing up. <laughs> yeah. It's You're like Beto to- and
1: Clinton. <laughs> 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 just show up. Do we have any more? Or are we done? <laughs>
2: That's it for uh, big deal or no deal.
1: Okay. All right. We're uh, we're supposed to have Darren Collison coming up next, right? Perhaps.
2: Yep, he should be here any minute.
1: Okay. All right, well, if he's here, we'll chat with him. If not, you and I have plenty to chat about still. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a
3: hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
2: Look what's
1: going on here, will you please? Are we back? Yeah, we're back. We just had balloons made. Yeah, here comes Darren Collison. But more importantly, Darren Collison is going to join us here in a second as uh, the fans here have made balloons that say ESPN LA. Those are very creative fans. Come on, we'll we bring Darren here. right here. We'll Darren, put a headset you, on him. You can, don't, thank you for joining what's us. What's up, dude? Hey. How you doing, man? I'm Scott. Yeah, Good what's see up, man? George? Yes, sir. Great All right. to see you. Let's flip this around here. He's oh, this
3: good-looking young go. guy right here.
1: Nate Smith Award winner UCLA zone yeah. the IE zone Darren Collison how are you sir man I'm good it feels good
0: man thank you for having me yeah hey, thanks yeah. for being
1: here so yeah. um first of all uh
0: what are you doing here I mean that's a good question right yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> man I'm here to support my alumni here to be with you guys yeah you know talk some hoops a little bit but you know this, this is definitely a good time for basketball especially basketball fans for college basketball you know you can't Complain where the game is at right now. It's a very exciting time.
3: Yeah. How connected are you at all to UCLA?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm very connected. You know what I mean? I talk to some of the players on their team, you know, every once every every once in a while. Uh, we actually train some of their players, you know, Dylan Andrews, Jalen Clark, you know, here at Pro's Visions, you know, in Irvine. But, you know, I know they're busy right now. They got a lot going on right now. They're trying to stay focused. So I try to stay out their way. But, you know, when I do get the time, I talk to them. Correct me if I'm wrong. You played for Ben Howland? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mick Cronin reminds me a little of Ben Howland. Oh, he just does, the, yeah. the style, right? Yeah. The defense, the yeah. intensity, yeah. the uh, attention to detail. What yep. have you seen from Mick that maybe reminds you of, of Ben in your time there?
0: Well, they're both no-nonsense guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'll tell you straight to your face, you know what I mean? If you're not playing defense, you know, you can't play for me. Um, you see Mick having success with that as well, you know what I mean? He wants everybody to play defense, and he wants to get up, play physical basketball. And that's how Ben Hallen was. You know, some of our games that we used to win used to be like 33 to 32. (laughs) You know what I mean? No offensive scoring whatsoever. It wasn't fun watching. But, you know, as long as we got the win, that's all he cared about. Yeah.
3: Um, We were talking earlier so you were, as I recall, a freshman on the 2006 team. Does that sound right? Yeah. And there was that game against Gonzaga, oh, Gonzaga man. against UCLA. Yeah. And it's like one of the most famous calls. Like I barely remember what <laughs> happened in the game. <laughs> I Gus just Johnson, remember the call. Yeah. You know, Gus yeah. Johnson, Farmar, last chance man. to dance. Oh, my God, what man. a game. Yeah. What a game, UCLA. Yeah. So, look, it's a long time ago, 2006. Yeah. But. What do you remember about that game and where you are when that last, you know, series of plays are happening?
0: Man, I was just talking to one of my buddies about it. That was, like, almost like 20 years ago, but it felt like yesterday. Um, You know, I I remember that Gonzaga hadn't lost a game in a while, you know what I mean? Going into the tournament, Adam Morrison was probably one of the faces of college basketball during that time. You know, a real special player. Um, and they were winning majority of the game. And I remember in the first half. They were up 17 on you guys. Yes, we couldn't make a shot. Like, we literally couldn't make a shot in the first half. It just seemed like we were – looks. it looked like we were going home. You know, nothing was going our way. And I think it was Adam Morrison, J.P. Batista, I think at the time, man, they were having their way with us, getting to the basket at will, getting foul calls and ones. It just everything that we did not want to happen ended up happening to us. And then – Second half, I mean, for, like, the last stretch, I can't remember how much time, you know, we started making a run. I would say probably, like, the last seven, eight minutes. We started crawling our way back. Next thing you know, the game is a ten-point lead with, like, three, four minutes left. I can't, if my memory serves me correct. Game start cutting down, cutting down. Next thing you know, we're, like, probably down by, like, four. Yeah. And now the crowd's in it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can feel the momentum changing a little bit. And when we got that steal, and I think we got a steal, we went up. Our Jordan Farmer got a steal, he passed to Luke, and then we went up by like one, I right. think, at the yep. time. Mm-hmm. And then they came back down, and that's when everybody sees that little clip where we were good we, with me and I think Ryan Hollins, or Aaron Afalo, went dove on the ground. And then you see the clip of Adam Morrison crying, yeah. which is like. Right that's when we knew we won the game <laughs> like yeah. from, from that moment right there so <laughs> yeah. man it was man it was an unbelievable game it's probably one of the best games I've ever played in and this is you know going through all the NBA games that I played played in that was probably one of my most favorite game to be in
1: Darren Collison with us here again Naismith award winner UCLA I believe 11 seasons in mm-hmm. the NBA yeah um, before we get to the NBA stuff, just one last question, at least for me, on what it's like to play at a school like UCLA. Right. right? Like,
0: was that something you always wanted to do growing up here in Southern California? You, you know, I never understood what it's like to play at a school like UCLA because I was just in it, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. just trying to make the best out of it, you right. know, try to get, create the most experience out of it, playing with really great players at the time. So it didn't really dawn on me that I was playing at a school like UCLA. Um, I would say with my last stint with the Lakers and seeing how valuable it is to be on a team like that with the market Mm -hmm. is when I really understood being on a team like UCLA. You know, there's only like a few teams in college basketball that have that type of market, that have that type of aura about themselves where you feel appreciative and you know, for me, it just it kind of hit home later when I started playing, when I played for the Lakers for that little stint.
3: Yeah. Hey, speaking of that, you, you mentioned it before, but you kind of glossed over it. Are you mm-hmm. training players now? Are you yeah, in Irvine working? For with, sure. Yeah, tell me about that.
0: Yeah, I got a training company. It's called Pro's Vision. Uh, we've been around for the last three years. Um, it's been going really well right now. Uh, we got a lot of the top young players from high school that's now playing college basketball and even guys that we trained from high school that went to college is now playing in the NBA. So man, we we just kind of took off in the last three years, and um, we had some really good players. I think our last big time players was Chet Hummigranda, who got you know drafted to yeah. OKC, Paolo, yeah. yeah. who got drafted to Orlando Magic. You know, Jay had
1: a big win tonight. I mean, I mean, I know the down <laughs> in the stands, but they beat the Knicks tonight, which the, for the yes, Knicks that's a terrible yes, loss. Yes, game. yes,
0: yeah. yes, So yeah. we, I mean, we we're pretty fortunate. You know what I mean? Who's and,
3: we besides yourself? Are there other so guys? It's, it's
0: me. Um, I have a buddy that trains with me, Sean Marshall. You know, who played at Boston College. Uh, Paris Blackwell, he played at USF and he and Washington as well, and Calvin Mitchell as well. And, um, you know, pretty much I just designed a company with guys that actually played the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether they play college basketball, professional basketball, and they're here just teaching as many young players as, as possible.
1: How more advanced are kids now at oh this stage gosh. than when, like, you were playing? And It wasn't that long ago when you oh were that gosh, age.
0: Oh, my gosh, man. These kids are way more skilled than they ever been before, you know, and. I think that's why the game is growing so much, you know what I mean? And it, it's funny because, you know, you always hear like older players critique like younger players and how they play and they shoot too many threes and they dribble so much. But it's because they can do it. Right. Right. And they're, they're doing it at an early age. And by the time they get to high school and college, like they kind of take take off from there. But. Now, the game is in a great place right now. Like, it's a lot of skilled players, and I'm just happy to be a part of it and help, help them with their development.
3: So, Darren, you're from out here, IE? Mm-hmm. Went to high school nearby?
0: Yep, I went to high school. I don't want to high school from Ash Kukamunga. Yep.
3: Yeah. Yep. And when you were in high school, were you, like, one of the most highly recruited kind of guys? <laughs> Did you have, like, every offer that you could? Or I mean, how do you ultimately get to UCLA?
0: Man, that's, that's another great question. I don't know, right? So it's, I was really skinny back then. Um, I didn't get a lot of love. I didn't get a lot of, uh, like, recruitment during that time. Um, it was frustrating. You know what I mean? I think I was ranked, like, 150 best high school player. And, it, you know, I was, like, a, a two-and-a-half star, something, like, wildly right. disrespectful. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think I think Ben Hallen, him and Kerry Keaton, who was assistant at the time, came to a game that I was playing at, and I happened to have one of my best high school games ever. And – the assistant coach took notice of that, and come to find out, the coach that end up was coaching him before was my mom's coach. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we kind of had that connection, right? A little bit, and so they just saw me over over the time, and they saw me play. I mean, I was playing in AU games where like nobody was coming to the games. Like I was so underrated, like wasn't recruited highly. You know what I mean? And then UCLA was probably one of like the only schools that looked at me and gave me a chance.
1: And then you go first rounder in the NBA. 21st pick? Yep. Yeah, 21st pick. uh, Hornets at the time. But you end up uh, the bulk of your career in Indiana at a time when they were a pretty good squad to be on, right? For that stretch of time. You were playing in some pretty important (laughs) playoff games back then. What was that like (laughs) when you're at that level?
0: And don't remind me because it was, we were playing against LeBron and Dwayne Wade when they formed that team in Miami. And it it was some tough battles, you know what I mean? I wish we would have. You played them three times, right? Man, yes, man. But every single time. We felt like we had a chance to beat them. Yeah. Like, you know, you're playing against LeBron, who's you know arguably one of the greatest players who ever played this game. Um, Dwayne Wade, you know, Chris Bosh, you know, those guys mixed together. I mean, come on. I mean, but we g- we gave it all we got. You know, we were young at the time, but you know, we tried to give it all we got, and we just fell short.
3: Maybe you could get into something we were talking about earlier today. So, um, do you think that that Austin Reeves is better than
0: LeBron James. <laughs> oh, 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 What's man. so funny? I don't understand. What's so funny? I, I'm, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say yeah for now because LeBron's not playing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, Laura, our, if you're back Here's in the studio. <laughs> so, Jay Williams um, works on, on ESPN with us uh-huh. as well. Um, you know, He does the morning show with Keyshawn and Max Kellerman. Yeah. And they were talking about <laughs> – now, my interpretation of this is he's talking about how does Austin Reeves continue to be this successful when LeBron comes back? Yeah, my guy Cap here thought he meant that you know the way he heard it was, yeah, Austin Reeves is better than LeBron James. <laughs> so I'm gonna let you hear the cut, and you, as someone okay. who played 11 seasons in the league, will let you decipher what you think Jay is alluding to here. Laura, play what Jay said this morning. Okay. Everybody keeps saying I wanted to say it first, right? And so I started digging down into it. Well, if you you bring back LeBron, this team can get to the potentially to the Western Conference Finals. How do you bring back LeBron? Like, the more I sit there and think about it, the more I think (laughs) about if you bring, when you bring back LeBron in this short period, how in the hell is Austin Reeves supposed to continue to play at this level? The ball's
0: in Austin Reeves' hands a ton. You guys know the kind of lather, the kind of rhythm that you get when the ball's in your hand? You increase the amount of possessions, the volume of possessions. I feel way more comfortable with The Rock now. When LeBron comes back and Austin Reeves has been balling,
1: D'Lo has been balling, right? But now you bring LeBron James back. Are you going to play LeBron James off the ball? My answer to that is Uh-oh. no, but I'm curious to hear what you it was think.
0: Trouble, trouble in paradise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got to you got to trade LeBron because Austin Reeves playing well. Huh? <laughs> that's
1: right. It's now Austin Reeves' <laughs> team, pal. Yeah.
0: Nah, I mean, look, Austin Reeves is is hacking, having a heck of a run right now, yeah. and that's yeah. what you want, right? Especially from a young player like him, and he's gonna be really good, you know, from for many many years. But you know, we're talking about LeBron here, yeah. right? You know, when LeBron comes back, I mean, that's not a hard adjustment to put him in. However, I understand what Jay's trying to say. You right. know what I mean. I think you. Do How do you have maximize to, Austin? You have to create yeah. more opportunities for Austin, along with bringing back LeBron. And I yeah. think you can do both. You well, know I mean?
1: and by the way, I actually think that like they made the change in the starting lineup yesterday, and I got a chance to talk. I was doing yeah. the game yesterday on the sideline, so I talked to Darwin about this a little bit. And it was basically, "Hey, look, Austin's playing great. Yeah, um, we could use a little more ball handling. You know what I mean? There's not is never enough ball handling on the floor sure. even, with him and D'Angelo. And he said with Beasley. Inst- with the starting group, he was going to get, you know, one out of every five possessions a right. chance to get a real good look right from three and, and get something run for him. Yeah. Whereas with the second unit... It could be once every three potentially, right? Sure. So there's always a method to the madness of trying to kind of make the chemistry work.
0: Yeah, I think I just think where the Lakers is at right now, the depth that they have, you know, it's very hard to make everybody happy and right. everybody play their games a little bit. But it's a good problem, right? right? You know, if if one guy's starting, another guy's coming off the bench, like a Beasley, yeah. You know what I mean? That's not a bad thing, yeah, right? You know, right. he's one of the best defenders on that team. Yeah. But a guy like Austin Reeves, I think what he's doing right now, he's showing everybody that he can playmake. Yeah. He's been showing people like that, and I think he can create more playmaking opportunities for a guy like LeBron.
1: Yeah. And by the way, I'm pretty sure and you. you I, I don't. You can answer for Austin if you'd like. I'm pretty sure when uh, when LeBron comes back, Austin Reeves would be like, "Sure, no problem. I'll play off LeBron." Well, that's exactly yeah. what's <laughs> going to happen. Of
3: course, that's what's going to happen because because Austin Reeves would be like. Yes, sir, LeBron. Tell me what to do, and I'll do As it. As he should. That's what he. Should. Right. Man. That's what. That's why the whole Brody thing never could work out.
0: I, yeah, yeah I but mean, I don't I just, think the rust thing
1: is different. I don't think. I think mean that's
0: different. I just, man, the th- I thought about it too yesterday, and I'm like, man, Austin Reeves. Think about for where he came from. Right. Yeah. His like town where he un- grew up in, man, eleven 1, hundred people. Come on now. I mean, yeah. like for real. he was, uh, like I think he was, uh, he was undrafted. 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 Well, right. he went
1: to for, uh, first of all, like you, a, a, like barely like a two star, whatever. Yeah, went to Wichita State, had to transfer to
0: Oklahoma. I didn't, know, I didn't even know he did that though. Yeah, yeah. Wichita wow. State
1: first, then transferred to Oklahoma. Got it going a little bit. Oklahoma, undrafted. Yeah. Uh, because he's a little bit of a tweener, right? He's okay. like 6'6", and he's kind of thin. Yeah. He's like long
3: arse. Keep it, going. There's, they don't, there's another quality, too, that people look at him and they go, he can't play. For sure. Come no.
0: Like, he's a young white guy? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Come on. but honestly, I think that's what makes him special, too. Yes. Because yeah. every, he has that look like, okay, well, can he really play basketball? He, he and, looks like the boy next door. Then floor. he steps on the court. He's one of the best players out yes. there. <laughs> but, I mean, his story is amazing. Yeah. To, to be undrafted. Yeah. And now you're playing with arguably one of the best players in this world. Yeah. Greatest basketball player, in LeBron yeah. James, and you're balling. Like, yeah. I mean, come yeah. on, we got yeah. amazing for that. story. Hey, yeah. let
3: me ask you this: You ready? I said, I thought the Lakers in their last ten games could go on a run, go eight and two. Mm-hmm. The schedule says that if they if they do something like that, they'll get up into the sixth spot. You think they could possibly do that, even though they haven't
0: all season? For sure. You know what I mean? I think they have the talent to do it now. I think the depth that you know that the Lakers have um, is going to help them prevail to win more games. It's not heavily relied on A.D. to get it done, even though A.D. is a big part of their team. Um, I think they won a game when A.D. had, like, what, like eight, ten points yeah. that yeah. night, which yeah. is a good sign, yeah. right? Not yeah. that, Toronto
1: was doubling him every single For time sure. he only had eight you points. You know what right? I mean? Yeah.
0: So I think LeBron wants to essentially win games where he doesn't have to score 30 to 40 points, right? right. You know, you don't want him to go through – The whole foot probably. And by the way, historically, that's not who
1: he wants to be either. LeBron doesn't want to be the guy, you know, taking the most shots. He wants to be the guy. I mean, certainly he's going to get his points. Right. But he's a guy historically that's been an incredible, um, you know, passer and getting guys involved historically.
0: They got a a lot of good things going their way right now, and I think Laker fans should be excited for that.
1: Darren Collison, all right, so you're going to be like, you know, nail-biting on this one with Gonzaga,
0: or you think uh, the Bruins win comfortably? I'm a a little worried. Yeah. Jalen Clark, our best defender, yeah, not is, is not here, yeah. right? So that's what's kind of worrying me right Bona's now. Bona's already
1: dinged up with his shoulder, and then Singleton got hurt the other day.
0: Did he? Yeah,
1: ankle. In practice?
0: No, in the game. I was about to last, say. Oh, end last game. End the game. End of the game. game. Okay. Of the game. Yeah, 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 I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a little worried, but, you know. We, I like that you're, you're worried. UCLA to like. too much
3: overconfidence out there right
0: now. <laughs> Seriously, there's yeah. a lot to be worried about. Man, they're good. Gonzaga's is good too. Gonzaga's is really good, yeah. but I, you know what? I think the brand, the style of brand that we play as UCLA, we like to grind it out. Yeah play defense, and right. I think that helps us out to win games. In so. the tournament especially, you need to for have For sure, that so I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if we win, and I hope we do. So. Yeah, awesome. Darren, thank you so yeah, much no hey, hey, man, for having us. Thanks for coming you guys. out, dude. Yeah, I know yeah, sure. this is appreciate a hometown you. for you
3: uh, and everything, but nah, still, Thank it's you cool. for
0: bringing me <laughs> back home. Yeah. Right? Yes, sir. May Smith
1: Award winner, 11th <laughs> season in the NBA, yeah, Darren Collins. with us here on Sedano What a guy, man. All right, we got one more segment to go here. Dealers' choices on the way. Okay, I mean, apropos, because we're at casino. All right, that's coming up next. You're from Yamaha. Softly. Thanks again to Darren Collison for hey, he joining us. Really, He good. was awesome. Naismith Award winner, Southern California Kid, IE Kid, Rancher Cucamonga. Uh, so we got a couple minutes here, Cappy. We have seven minutes. Yep. Uh, dealer's Choice. Dealer's I choice. see that Tommy Tommy here, who is one of our uh, super fans. He was originally a Chatlin and uh, still a Chatlin, I presume. Yep. And uh, he's got the Sedano and Cap homemade T-shirt, and he's got some stuff here for us.
3: Well, I think what Tommy Tommy has done here today, George, besides showing up wearing the L.A. Cap hat, Mm -hmm. you know, it says L.A. Cap right there. And Yamava Resort. Right. And he's got on the Sedano and Cap long sleeve, which is a very solid look right there. Homemade. We love it. Okay. Now, he's got for you, George, from for my me. understanding, yes. you are becoming now an honorary. An honorary Chatlin, An honorary Chatlin. Oh, wow.
1: Oops. Yeah. Now, let's open up this gift All that right, Tommy so there's Tommy has t- brought a That says... There's a T-shirt that says... T- uh, it says, Kaplan and Crew, which is the happy cast... Talk no, yell no, scream no, chat yes, the Chatlins That's live right. on YouTube. That's oh, are right.
2: you going to wear that? You're going to wear that outside? George, Codato? you should rock that. Maybe, maybe. The, the Cappy Cast t-shirt. And then I
1: got a Certificate of Achievement, an honorary Chatlin, March 23rd, 2023, <laughs> signature Tommy Tommy. So there you right. go.
3: That's right. So you see, this is what happens when a radio show, George, Um, creates a level of engagement with an audience. Yeah. Okay, there becomes a close-knit thing that happens.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so are you trying to marry our our communities is what's happening? Well, I mean, it's happening on its own. I think it goes back
2: to the YouTube thing, you know? Yeah. Not to ruffle any feathers. Thank you for the wrapping,
1: by the way. And this one is for you. Tommy Tommy has given me. The Circle of Trust Award. Right. March 3rd. It's backdated? Yeah, it's backdated. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But you notice it's signature. (laughs) Yeah, Tommy Tommy. And then Scott, this is a letter uh, for you.
2: Is that a letter from the mayor or something? Yeah.
1: Uh,
3: Let's see here. Um, This, uh, this, this,
1: this,
0: I don't know. Oh, this rock. Sorry. This rock.
1: This rock is from the first Shaolin temple in Henan, China. The Shaolin are the most trusted tribe on planet Earth. The elephant is from my mom's collection. She collected elephants uh, for 80 years. Elephants are strong, have a great mind, and are loved. Uh, Congratulations, the circle of trust. Wow. So there you go, Cappy. That is deep. Wow. Yeah. You put the rock in the elephant. Yeah, yeah, you got to do that, right? Yeah,
3: I'm going to put this right next to my Buddha at the yeah. front door of my. I'm house. I'm going to put this
1: back in my bag yeah. here. Yeah.
3: Now, there's also some other gifts that are here. Yeah. from Tommy. Tommy, he's yeah. got the uh, crypto ray. Crypto ray. Has- crypto ray. All right,
1: do you want me to open this for crypto ray? Crypto ray, can I open this for you?
3: Tommy, or you want Tommy to open must
2: have it? forgotten my gift. Yeah,
1: yeah. So- well, he
3: called you Emily earlier too. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. He's that's also true. got a Chatlin t-shirt. Chatlin Here's a Chatlin t-shirt for you. Crypto ray. There you
1: go. Uh, and then you've got a, uh, a Chatlin's, uh, you know, like uh, like little frame. There yeah. you go. For Crypto, crypto Ray. Crypto
3: Ray, you need to hang this in your house, man. Yeah, a little, little Chatlin. Tell Mrs. Uh, crypto yeah. you want to put that up. It's yeah, a nice you piece of art. Ready to go, love Tommy.
1: That. I'm sure she'll, show, she'll be, show him.
3: There you go. Yeah.
2: Look, there's Crypto
3: Ray. Crypto yeah. Ray, will you yeah. be
2: wearing the chatlins Now, t-shirt? who's that for?
3: He's got one for Casper Villa. Casper is not here. I know, but these so, are the circle of so, trust pickleballers.
1: Right. So, Cappy, will you accept in his honor? Or, on behalf one, or are you going to give it to Crypto Ray to accept it? Crypto his Ray,
3: honor? on behalf of Casper Villa, I want to accept this right now. It's also the uh, Chatland shirt yeah.
1: and... A Sedano and Cap frame.
3: A Sedano and Cap frame yeah. photograph. Yeah. An 8x10 glossy. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. 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 Tommy
2: Tommy puts there some work is. in Tommy, Tommy here. Tommy Tommy's no joke. Here. Yeah.
3: But this is what I'm trying to say to you, George. Yeah. When a radio show... Yeah has a feel and a vibe and creates a community. Yeah. And then the the listeners become fanatical about it, and they want to support it, and they want to create homemade T-shirts. They want to bring awards for people. And then this last one right here. Who is this for? This is for Izzy Morales, who won our Fantasy Football League.
1: Yeah, Izzy Morales, the Chatelands Fantasy Football winners. Yeah, look what he
3: won. Look what he won. He He wants some tequila. He won a bottle of tequila.
1: Wow, look at this. Awarded by Tommy Tommy. Yeah, there you have some Tejano.
3: See that right there?
1: Yeah.
2: By so yes. the way, Cappy, speaking of community, you never did learn the handshake. Yeah, I, one one? I need to learn the handshake. You want yeah. to see it here. Crypto Ray knows the handshake. Yeah. Crypto Ray, you guys have a here, circle let's, of trust let's handshake do the that we don't handshake. know. Well, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, goes yeah. like this. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Boom. One, two. boom, boom, circle. circle. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Here we go. go one, boom, boom, circle. Yeah. Go clockwise. Oh, yeah. Clockwise. clockwise. So go. Boom. 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 Circle. Yes, sir. Oh, give it up for Tommy Tommy. Yeah. Wait, 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 Slap it, smack it, and then circle it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, smack it. Fist bump. Circle it. There you yeah, go. There you go, Tommy. And to give, Tommy. give George a little yeah. love. One, Why more, don't one, you? More, one more. One more. One more. Give, Ready? give Ready? George no, a little love.
1: I see, and then like that, and then like that. There see you that? Go. There you That's go. what I'm now trying you're to say. In the to circle. You. There you go, Tommy. I mean,
3: little did we know. Yes. Okay. Yeah. When the Sedano and Cap show was formed mm-hmm. two plus years ago, yes, that people were going to show up with their own homemade gear. Right. They were going to show up with certificates of achievement. Yeah.
2: Cut you this out and send it to the boss. There you go. This whole video segment here, got yeah. the sound, send it really? to the boss. Yeah. I mean,
1: you know, the show is faded.
2: Yeah, because we we're, wait, what, did, what was the show? We're trickling, or, no. or what is it? We're tailing off.
3: Tailing off. That's yeah. true. Sure. That's why there's no Mandy's for us this year. Yeah. Tailing off. We'll well, what does it matter? Because we've got the
1: Tommy Tommy Awards.
3: Uh, you know, that's true. Yeah. You know, if if we get shut out at the Mandy's, <laughs> we've got the Tommy. We Tommy's. bring in the Tommy Tommies. Yeah, he
2: exactly. forgot my present, so he gave me an impromptu um, uh, balloon. balloon flower, which yeah. is very nice. It Thank is very nice. You. I appreciate it.
3: All right, it George. Nice. Before we Lovely. get out of here at Yamava yeah. which by the way has been an amazing day here at Yamavah. Okay, I want to thank everybody who works here. I'm going to tell you something right now. Yeah. What What makes this place special are the people who work here because they love it here. They do. They take tremendous pride. 100%. This all sounds like a bunch of nonsense. Oh, you're just kissing their ass. Yeah, I am. But besides that, it's because it's
1: true. Right. Two things. What have I told you? Two things can be true at the same time. At the same
3: time. I am both kissing butt, but simultaneously telling you the truth. Yeah. And I love it here. And yeah. every time we come here, everybody's There's some so hot sweet. Chat
1: going on behind you. Yeah,
3: there changed is. Changed. Everybody's so nice. Now, Rick, our engineer, has eaten everything that they have to offer here. Yeah, so have we. So, Rick, do you, would you tell us how you rank? Okay, he's written it down here, yeah. George. I'll
1: read it, or do you read it? Please feel free. Oh, okay, Rick's list: the machetes the machete steak, the everything dog. That's the big, giant glizzy. Cheesesteak, calzone, mac and cheese, and the milkshake. No, the cheesesteak
3: and, and the questions. calzone are two separate deals here, George. Yeah, I know. I read that. I know, but you said it like cheesesteak, okay. calzone. The machete it was-
1: steak, everything dog, the cheesesteak, the calzone, the mac and cheese, and the milkshake. Yep. You better now for you? Rick. Yeah, you got one minute, by the way. You could
3: eat, man. It's your deal. Seriously, choice.
1: I freaking love yeah.
3: the fact that you yeah. come out here. Shout out eat.
1: to Cody, Deontay, everybody else that, that showed up here, too, today. DeAndre, Deontay. Deontay is another where's Deontay? Yeah. DeAndre, I know. Yeah, where's Deontay?
3: Sorry. My bad. He, he just where's misspoke. that food?
2: He misspoke. Yes.
3: Yeah. Well, listen, I want you to do me a favor. You say you're going on a little vacay. I am. You're going to see your mom? I am. Okay. And I'm to, going to Disney. Okay. Then I'm going to New York. I want you to have a great time. Thank you. And you and I, sir, yeah. will reconvene here yeah. on Monday. Yeah, now April that I'm an honorary chatland,
1: should I just pop into the YouTube? Anytime. they would yeah. love that. Yeah.
3: People would go nuts. They'd lose their minds. Yeah. They'd lose their minds. So, we're going to miss you. Yes, we are going to miss you. Yeah. But I want you to- I may miss you. Have a great time. Thank you. And then meet me back here <laughs> on Monday, April 3rd. I will. I'll be here. Yes. Feel,
2: feel free to call and check in.
0: He won't do that. <laughs> eh. i <I'm kidding>. Girl, <laughs> girl he needs to, to get away from us.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably not, to be honest with you. All right. We're done here. Excellent work, Cappy. Excellent work, Lindsay, Cody, DeAndre, Crypto Ray, all the Chatlins, Tommy Tommy, the Circle of Trust, Rick Cutler, all the great people here at Yamaha. Thank you very much. Have a great night.